0: Well, happy Tuesday, June the 7th, everybody. Here we are, Tuesday the 10th week in green time, ordinary time. So I'd like to talk a little bit about the the first reading, first Kings reading. Um, It's a familiar reading to, to some of us, you know, it's that Elijah, the prophet Elijah. And as we know from the story, Elijah has said a few things that, frankly, the people and the leaders of the times didn't really like too much and he had prophesied that there was this uh, drought coming and the drought comes and things are really really kind of bad and, and the people basically around kind of blame him it's your fault Elijah that we have this drought <clears throat> and, and to compound the problem not only are the community not behind him but the, uh, the king and the queen are pretty bad people too and so they're out to get him And he's like, i got to get out of here. So he heads out. It says the brook near where Elijah was hiding, because he's hiding because he's afraid of everybody, runs dry because no rain had fallen in the land, which is exactly what he prophesied. But everybody else thought he he caused it, you know. And so the Lord says to him, move on to the city, Zarephath, and stay there. And so he goes to the city, and he arrives at the entrance of, of the city. Now the interesting thing is, He's hiding in a place that the well is run dry and there's no food or water. You know, things are kind of tough. And he ends up being told to go to a place, basically the same thing. There's a place with no food or water. So my guess is Elijah probably wasn't very excited about doing that. I mean, Elijah did, you know, every once in a while kind of talk, I don't want to say talk, back to God. But he's like, okay, God, that's okay. God can handle it. So He's basically telling, taking him to go from a place that's kind of cruddy to just another place that's just equally cruddy, and so in his mind he's like, "What is the point?" You know, I mean, have we all been there when people have asked us to do this anyway? Another story. So he goes there and he gets to the city and he sees this little this this widow she's picking up little sticks and stuff like that. I feel like cleaning the front lawn after a storm after everything fell out of the maple tree, and so he's cleaning the sticks and he and he calls out to her. Hey, please uh, bring me a a small cupful of water to drink. Um, Now, what I think is really pretty amazing is it says she left to get it, and he called out after her. So water is scarce, and yet this widow, this fellow calls to her. Now, whether she knows him or not, we don't really know. Maybe she has a sense of who he is. We don't know, but maybe it's just pure hospitality that in the midst of having nothing, she's going to find something for this stranger or this prophet. And so not only does he want a little water, he says, um, Oh, bring me some bread as well. You know, just a little bit of bread goes along with the water. Now, I don't know maybe what was going on in her mind, but I think he's kind of a little bit arrogant here. Like, oh, I don't want just this. I want this, too. So kind of, I think, a little arrogant comment. And she answers, he says, As the Lord your God lives, interesting kind of thing because she's in the city of, she's in an area called Sidon. Zerapath is in Sidon, which is not in, in, uh, around Jerusalem or anything like that. It's not in an area of the Jewish people. So she's probably not of that faith. As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked. There's only a handful of flour in my jar and a little oil in my jug. Just now I was collecting a couple sticks to go in and prepare something for myself and my son. When we have eaten it, we'll probably die. So he's asking for all this stuff, and she just turns to his arrogance, and she just lays out the reality of the situation. Here it is, buddy. It's not going to get better. It's over. and We're just resigning ourselves to that fact. And Elijah says, don't be afraid. Isn't that easier said than done all the time? Especially, you know, when things are hard and going really difficult in our life, it's tough to see people talk about the abundant life, you know. And all, and it is. I mean, our faith is the abundant life. But let's face it, when we're in the midst of some challenges and difficult times and dry times, like drought, dry times in our life, droughts in our life, it's tough to see and, and hear and really believe that You know, the abundant life is is right here. You know, when the reality seems that it's anything but. So he says, don't be afraid. Uh, Go and do as you propose. Hey, you want to go collect the sticks and eat a little bit? Check out. That's fine. Go ahead and do it. But first, before you do that, before you've resigned yourself to what you think is, is the ultimate reality for you, make me a little cake and bring it to me. So, okay, he wants water, he wants bread, now he wants cake. Okay, so, you know, she's got to go now and fire up the oven, which is probably from all the little sticks she has. Who knows how hot she can get this little, maybe a little Dutch oven there on the ground or whatever. And she makes this little cake. Then he says, then you can go ahead and prepare something for yourself and your son. So, "Mm." so do this first for me, and then go ahead and do what you want. So, She's going to go ahead and do it. And she does. So she listens to the prophet. And she says, all right, out of hospitality, whatever it might be, she goes ahead and done it and uh, does this. And then and he, Elijah then says, for the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour shall not go empty, nor the jug of oil run dry until the day when the Lord sends rain upon the earth. She left and she did as Elijah had said. She made him the little cake. And she goes back to the house, and indeed, the jar doesn't ever go dry for her. She was able to eat for a year, her and Elijah, and her son as well. I thought it an interesting line. She was able to eat for a year, and Elijah and her son as well. So I'm thinking to myself, hey, uh, Elijah didn't go back home right away? Hmm. Maybe it's like a bed and breakfast or something. Anyway, so I think he's hanging out in uh, Seraphath for a while. And the jug of flour did not go empty, nor the jug of oil went dry, as the Lord had foretold through Elijah. It's a, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful story. I think it's a beautiful narrative on, on God calling to us in the midst of what our droughts are, in the midst of our difficult situations of reality, and, um, and saying, you know, tend to the things you know are most important, relationships with me, with your God, and with caring for one another, and other things will fall into place. So maybe for a little reflection today, I, I think we can sit back and think about what's our reality today? I mean, where are we? Are we in a situation where our cupboards are full or our cupboards are empty or maybe partially empty? Um, and then if, if they are... Running short, and if we do feel droughts in our life, you know How are we grasping at trying to pull ourselves out of that situation? And what are we grasping for? What do we do? Next it's very difficult You know, it's we try all kinds of stuff in every kind of situation that gets crazy but the really And only true thing that we should ever do, or certainly do absolutely first is look at the one who is carrying a cross and give it our best you know look at Jesus as he went to Calvary and we can then look at ourselves and say you know what he did his best and all kinds of great stuff turned out so what can we do we can give it our best it's the least that that we can do because God is never ever done with us never ever and the, rea- and the reality is the resurrection proved that Have a great Tuesday, everyone.